Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, Trent here, and it is great to have your company today for episode... Two, one, oh. This week on Toy Power, it's all about State of the Nation as we look at the start to 2021 for our toy collections. It's then into a quick show and tell, and if we've got time, we're going to chat on the wonderful show from Jay and Rob, Action figure adventure joining me today in the toy power studio we've got darren hello one and all ben g'day g'day and frank welcome back all righty let's get into state of the nation state of the nation All right, Ben. I reckon I feel like today in the room, <laughs> you just you've got something vibe, to say. You, reckon, yeah. <laughs> you brought, you know, that that yeah. soapbox you had tucked yeah. under your yeah. arm. Yeah. Hang it's on, a, mate. It's hold actually, still, hold yeah. still. There's a big chip on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna just gonna clean that off. All right, I'll kick it off. Hopefully, it lives up to your expectations. But yeah, so I'll be honest. State of the nation. Like I, I was a bit, little bit depressed. Right, I'm mm. depressed. I couldn't get Snake Mountain because you know that was the the thing that you know finishing off the classics line and things. Couldn't afford some of the PowerCon things and then it's like you ben you're going into uh super seven turtles no you're going into masterverse no you're doing this no 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 so it it, it hurts a little bit when i'm not collecting so much modern lines mm. and there's a i can see the uh light at the end of the tunnel finishing my ninja turtles uh necker cartoon line like i've got that i've really liked that line but i can i'm not going in for the disguised turtles and the uh you know napoleon bonafrog and things like that so there's a finishing However, the, the flip side of this is I have been killing it with my wish list, right? And I am so, so proud. And that's why I, that's why I wanted to, you know, super excited we were able to add this segment to tonight's show. Because I remember a few, um, maybe a couple of months ago, Chris Fresh jumped on it with a listener questions. And uh, he said, what's achievable things that you reckon you're going to get, Right. And he and I shouted out Dino Riders and Kentrosaurus and uh, armor and you know things. Well, I've got my Kentrosaurus armor after it taken over two months, and the box looked like every postal <laughs> office person kicked it as a, as it came from uh, Europe to Australia. So that was awesome. However, the armor led up to expectations. <laughs> yeah. It stayed in an intact so uh, cool. you know moment, and it came to me, and I was ecstatic. So I ticked that box. My Kentrosaurus is now complete. I've got many of the uh, Series 2 and things of the Ice Age uh, Rulons and things. So excited. Even uh, just today, uh, someone reached out to me who I bought the Kentrosaurus armor and said, oh, do you want this? Do you want this? And I said, no, no, I've got all those. And then he said, oh, what about this uh, Deadeye, uh, one of the uh, Hammerhead Shark characters? Yep. I'm like, don't have him. Yep. So, like, so nice. I'm like, cool. Uh, I What else have I got? I've got um, Battle Beasts. I've, I've finally got a, you know, the play set. One of the play sets, I've got the Shocking Shark play set, which I just never thought I'd be able to get. So that's amazing. And I've got means, uh, I'm lining up a deal to get the, 
the beetle, I forget what it's yep. wood beetle, I think it's called. How so many are there of those? Three. Okay. So, and there, there's a bird. Uh, the eagle yep. is red. Uh, so there's three. So it's achievable. Yep. I will, if I can, I will try and get all three. But they, I don't want to get them incomplete because you, I'll never complete them. You know, I'll, yes. I'll end up, you know, just buying a complete one or buying another one to complete my, yep. you know, two into one. So <laughs> super excited about that. I won a battle beast. Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't win. No. I, I, I rewind a little bit. I I got outbid on the last millisecond of the <laughs> eBay, uh, you know, listing, and uh, you know, I had uh, I had two hundred dollars down on it. I was willing to pay. It was in Australia, so uh, it was a lot of twenty-two battle beasts, and I think uh, twelve of them or something uh, were Greek battle beasts. Yep. One laser beast. One laser beast. And, and, uh, that's pretty good you know, for two hundred bucks yeah, Australian. Yeah. And yeah. I figured, you know, twenty dollars each or something. That's you know, that's yeah. really good value. And I, I was beaten in the light. And before I could up my bid, you know, Gone. auction yeah. ended. Yeah. And uh, long story short, the person that won it was from overseas. He was disputing the uh, cost of postage and things and wanted to market essentially as a gift. And the seller yep. was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that because if this gets lost, right. I, you are going to re- you know, get an eBay refund from me and I'll be completely out of pocket. You'll eventually get the toys yep. you know, yeah, and I'll be completely out of pocket. Seven months later, you'll so, get it. Exactly. <laughs> so he, he then you know, went back to me, not knowing me and, you know, and things. As soon as I paid for it, he saw my name and address and things. Reached out on Facebook Messenger, and we mm. had a good. Co- we've had a yep. um, you know a few dealings in the past and things. Oh, right. And he sent the package through Express Mail. So yeah. nice. uh, you know, uh, just what a icing on the cake yep. deal. So uh, I, I just wanted to shout that out. That you know, um, toy toy gods are smiling. Yeah, on you. oh, for sure. It's and you know I've got a few other vintage lines that I've sort of um, you know ticked off and things. I'm I'm really excited because that's where I see myself yep. moving forward with this hobby sure. uh, I'm very conscious of space you know the missus has put her foot down and said nothing else is coming into the house you've got your room and I need yep. to be uh, careful of how full <laughs> I make that room it's the old and, uh, bee stop now yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I, I've been, I'm, I'm still chipping away no, 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 I get like, it. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. Because uh, Frank actually said, "Oh, is it going to be a BS stop or something?" You know, like, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, so you know, and I'm like, "No, no, no, man, I'm still collecting. Like, uh, check my pulse if I ever stop." Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, I and I wanted to. I was really excited to call that out because I'm, um, you know, just peachy that I've been able to tick those things off mm. that otherwise uh, don't come up too often. So that's mm. very cool. That's great. Yeah, mm. and look, I think there's a lot. To you know, vintage is what got us into collecting. Yep. Absolutely, and we can't. I, I find yeah, the 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 kind of break I've had from toys has put a lot of this stuff in perspective around modern toys. There's a lot of I have a, I have a fair um, conversation with Trenton Barrett. Uh, yes, on the, he's a on legend. Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 quite often you know talk about the the psyche and and you know the psychological aspects of it and and he, uh, some really interesting conversations. Um, but there's a lot of hype. And a lot of I've got to have it now, yep. kind of with the modern stuff. And you know, John Caulfield has has been an advocate for this kind of concept of saying, you know, with pre-orders and and how long things take. Sometimes by the time he gets a product, he's like, I don't even want it yep, anymore. Yeah, so there's yeah. definitely something at play with the need to you know get something new and and feed that itch. There is something so satisfying about these these vintage lines that are kind of what drove us in the first place. But also a finite, you know, like, you know. There's an end. There's an end, you know. Master of the Universe has 69 figures. You know, you can just, you you know, you know the space you're playing in and you can just kind of round it out. And I I think ultimately 
to me, it's the most satisfying thing to collect. Um, I look at my journey in some items and like Ghostbusters is a really good example. I loved, I loved the Kenner Ghostbusters. I only had a few and I, I would always look longingly at, you know, Stay Puft and Marshmallow Man and those, those sorts of figures. And I'd, I'd go to fairs and I might get a loose one. Mint on card, just too expensive. So mm. I kind of go, I, I, I just don't want to play in that space. It's just too much. But what have I done instead? I've gone off and spent money on Matty Collector, the Ghostbusters, the NECA yeah, stuff. Yeah. I've got all these Ghostbusters figures really there to scratch the vintage itch. Now, if I just put that money and time and effort into vintage, I'd have quite a good collection. Mm. Yeah. But I yeah. didn't. You know? yeah. And now I'm like, I don't want this modern stuff. I want the vintage stuff. So it's a really interesting space to kind mm. of sit back. And I think you're, you're in a space that still gives a lot of enjoyment mm. and is, is ultimately why we started this kind of pursuit. So good on you. Absolutely. Like it's, Thank you. It's yeah, great. Really? Like, yeah. you know, and, and you can come by any time. Next time we record here, the, the Trent room will be all nice and we'll be probably be recording in there. And, and you can enjoy the... You hear the, it first the, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you can, it's like, it's like um, what is it? You know, these crazy newspapers that do alien abductions and stuff. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like Toy Power doing... Trent's going to be able to get back into his room. But um, <laughs> you can come and enjoy the Super 7 figures there. Oh, for so, sure. You know yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, look, for me, um, I, I'm kind of almost... Not totally opposite, but I'm I'm finding exactly that what you talked about with the FOMO and got to get those pre-orders in, and I'm finding it a bit of a struggle. I, I I looked at the maths the other day. I paid for my Wave One Super Seven Turtles in 2019, and here yep. we are, yep. um, two months more or less, two months into, into 2021, 2021, and I still don't have them, and that's super frustrating. I know they're coming, and I know there's been COVID and all sorts of stuff in in the way of that, but. Uh, I, I sit there and go, from what I've seen and obviously seeing yours, Trent, I, I think it's going to be worth the wait. And so I was very excited when Super 7 started announcing Ultimates for all these other things. You know, there's Thundercats, there's Silverhawks, there's all Power Rangers potentially. There's all this stuff where I just go, I, I, I love that particular style. Yep. Uh, price point, yes, it's expensive. But I guess my point is that's where I feel I'm heading feeling less figures. I'm not going to go and get you your $10, $15, $20 Marvel Legends. They can wait. They're going to be there forever. The aftermarket for Marvel Legends in particular is huge. Um, but I'd rather, I think I'm at a, reaching a point where I'd rather have less figures of a higher quality yep. and that I know are good. You know, do my research. I'm not just going to go buy any Hot Toys release that's out there. But I've always looked at Hot Toys and gone, they're too expensive. And yet I look at what I bought or, and certainly exactly. with this pre-order stuff, you go... That's a hot toys. That's almost two hot toys figures. When you yeah. tell me you take it, take out, look at these pre-orders and stuff. So that's where I feel I'm headed with my collection. Don't get me wrong. I totally get the appeal of the vintage stuff. Picking up, you know, I think I shouted out in our 2020 best of episode the the vintage Bebop that I got, and there was just something magical about that. Um, I feel for me, vintage is really only limited to turtles, and I'm at that ultra pointy end of turtles where it is just. Oh, there's undercover turtles. I want them, but you sit there and go, nah, cheaper to buy a sewing machine and take the lessons and do it myself sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that's where I, holistically that's where I feel I go. I, I kind of feel like I missed the boat on Thundercats as far as, you know, that that wave one Ultimates that Super 7 did. Then I see, yep. yeah, just back. the other day, <laughs> oh, in celebration of the Thundertack, you can get wave one. It's well, very retail clever. prices. Yeah. And you go, damn it. There are people that would have not bought the yeah, Thundertack exactly. because they have to pay secondary market prices for a lino. 
Super 7, very clever to go, here's very retail prices, and now you can buy your Thunder Tank. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, uh, I, well, I was taking on some Transformers up until about half an hour ago when we were discussing them. The, you might have seen there was what appeared to be uh, reissues of the G1 Headmasters. Lovely vintage box art with that, you know, the famous logo and everything on there. I don't know if people are aware of this, and, and certainly three out of four of us in the room weren't. They are not actually G1 reissues. They are the characters, I think it's like, what have we got? Chrome Dome, Mind Wipe, um, Hardhead, Hardhead yep. and the Blue Jet one. I forget that one's name. But you look at it, just you see the picture and you go, cool, G1 reissue. They were crazily good price. $29, 29 Yep. for what looked like a G1 reissue. Sold. Only it's not a G1 reissue. The molds are, in fact, based on a like 2012 or 2016, I think it was, uh, where they did do Headmasters in that um, as a homage to the originals, but certainly not G1. Not um, in G1 boxes. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. And that's what throws you because in alt mode, in a car or a jet or a bat in, in that case, you sit there and go, they look pretty damn close when they're in the box. But I'm sure if you're able to you know, pick them up in hand and and look at that, you'd, you'd know the difference. So, yeah, uh, that sort of had me inspired for vintage for a, a hot minute and then you sort of go, oh, oh, that's right. If I was chasing even one of those, an actual G1, that's a, quite a significant sum of money. So I haven't bought Transformers in quite a while. That said, my Unicron is getting closer and closer. I've seen all the images of, of these this person-sized box um, that is no doubt going to rock up in the coming month. So uh, I've got a lot of work to do there as far as where I put that bugger. Um, probably other parts of my collection is, is a bit more infrastructure. The boys and I think Ben shared a picture of some of the lights that I've uh, put up. I want to do more of that. I want to. I just want to have shelves full of stuff. I want it to look good. That to me is is a large part of that room. And just fill it with more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a style. Like yeah. everyone's everyone's collection has its own its own unique style to it and stuff. And I just. And it's, it's one of these things people go, oh, you're just showing off. I'm like, no, I'm not really. It's for me. Uh, I yeah, want to exactly. look at it. I want to do the work. I want to, yeah, sure, it's an hour and a half to take everything off the shelf and run the lights and do all that, put it all back. But then at the end of it, you sit there and go, I, I feel a, a sense of achievement in that. Absolutely. You know? And if you're doing it, well, why not? Absolutely. It means I, could, I just, you know, I can sit there and stare at it for a while and go, yep, I feel like I've achieved well, that's something. why we have it, to that's enjoy it. it. So, yes. I mean... That, that, that to me, a lot, I think a lot of, you know, if you're going to choose where to spend money, it's not much fun spending $4,000 on shelving. Like, it's not fun. Correct. Right? It, it, I can buy some pretty cool toys for that. But at some point, you need to invest in displaying mm. stuff, whether it be lighting, whether it be cabinets. You know, that is a big part of where you get to at the end of, end of the day. And, you know... What 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 point is it if it's sitting in a box? You know, yeah. what point is it strewn all yeah. over the floor and you have to step all step all over it to get in there? <laughs> like it's, it's not a fun experience, yeah. right? So yeah. that, that's that's fantastic. Well, yeah. Shout out to Scotty the Toy Hunter who's yeah, just exactly. recently yeah. finished his and so damn, it's that's a mint yeah. collection. Yeah, yeah. so Beautiful. good. He was getting some crazy hits on um, Instagram. Insta, I think yeah. it was. He said he was, uh, you know, hundred and something followers one day, and then he's put up a series of these really nice photos. He's gone. He's got the little down lights in each shelf. And what I think is what makes it pop is the background he's yeah. got yes. that yeah. goes with it, whether it's Pokemon or Toy Story stuff. And he's now, you know, almost tripled his followers well in, in a day. So um, yeah. he's done really well. 
Yeah, look, probably the only other thing along the lines of those lights is I'm doing the stands. Now, I've been talking with Ben about this for the longest time. Finally pulled the trigger on it. Darren and I went halves in a big order so that, you know, it sort of helped on shipping. And within a day, I think I've got 24 stands in total. I think I've got about four left because I'm like, you, that Shearer, you're always falling over. This Marvel Legends, you're always falling over. Um, I want to have Quicksilver in a full-on running pose with basically one toe touching the ground. You can do that with these stands and figures like Mysterio sort of up floating at the back sort of thing. So it really helps, you know, protect my collection from hitting the floor, which has happened a couple of times, but also adds a bit of life yeah, to, to the shelves. Kaiser Doll Stands. Kaiser Doll Stands, yeah. that's the one. Yep. Collectingwarehouse.com, yep. I think it is. Yep. Yeah, very, very cool. Highly recommended. Yeah, look, State of the Nation for me is... All about, I'd almost say it's sort of curating the yes. collection now. And it's about selling a lot of stuff off and clearing a lot of room. And where I've been kind of having my focus is, you know, large items that take up a lot of space that I can live without. So I got rid of uh, a Justice League Batmobile, or I think yep. it was from the you know, remote control, beautiful Batmobile. One, one of the new Justice League. New, yeah. I think 2017, yep. new Justice League yep. from the Snyderverse. Yep. Um, you could, it had a Batman figure, you can drive it around, but that thing is huge. And I've got, you know, what, like, like I said before, what inspired my love for the Batmobile? It's, it's the vintage Batmobiles. It's that Kenner 89 Batmobile mm-hmm. that, that, I, that I want. That's yep. really, it's the Batman the Animated Series Batmobile. Sure, I love the Justice League Batmobile and the design, but it's not where my passion is. Yep. And if it's taking up a lot of space and it's just going to be in a box, I have to make these sort of calls. So it's a hard call to make, mm. but I, I feel like it's the right call for my collection. So I moved that on. Uh, you know, I've got I've got a Stay Puffed from Mattel from 2011 Comic Con, and I've got one open and I've got one in a box, and that box is huge. So I'm trying to move that on. Things like that ha- have been going, and then also. I've got a display that I think just got a bit out of control on one of my shelves, which was Mask. And Dino Riders, it's happened to this, where I've gone with Mask. I've got the boxed one, you know, boxed Mask vehicle. And then I've got the loose one in front of it. And then I've got it in the alt mode because I want to have it in the alt mode. So I've got like three (laughs) versions and I've crammed them all on my (laughs) shelf. And someone, I I think someone got in touch with me, Tonk Toys, and and he's like, "I'm I'm after Manta, which is the one... Ben found in a in a, yep, yep, a op re- shop, uh, op yep. shop. Um, and I'm like I looked at my shelf and I'm like I've got two mantas up there, so plus the one in box, plus the one in box, yeah, right? True, I, yeah, I yeah. don't need the second loose manta. So I said, you know what, you can have the you can have the manta. Um, it's pretty much complete. Had a few bits missing, so I, I looked at the rest of it and I'm like, I'm just going to get rid of my my surplus mask. Wow. And so, um. Trent Barrett reached out to me and said, look, I'm, I'm keen. I've got a lot of rare stuff there, mm. like a lot of really, really obscure split seconds. I've got the um, uh, stiletto, stiletto, which is like the Lamborghini, uh, Wolf Beast, a couple of those, you know, really, really obscure things from, from the end of the line. Not necessarily everything is complete, but, you know, move it on, let someone else enjoy it and kind of, you know, keep rationalizing the collection. So that, that's what it is kind of for me. Um, and I've sold a lot of stock to this point. A lot of my my classics now, I'm down to kind of like the last remnants of that. I, I found like a whole heap of weapons packs, like the weapons rack, which I think is actually quite an important 
set for grayscale. Because it's, it's, yeah. it completes yeah. your yep. grayscale. So, you know, that stuff's going and, and Druss from the Patreon page has been picking up a lot of a lot of that stuff as well. Um, so that's been defining kind of what 2021 has meant for me. Mm. I've stepped out of my comfort zone to do that because I traditionally haven't sold a lot of stuff and it's liberating to, to move the stuff on and, and make space and then try and, you know, get us all back in that room recording again. Yeah, that was my challenge to him before we started (laughs) recording is uh, I want to be in that room because it's, we're starting to see uh, a big difference. We're starting to see carpet in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All jokes aside, I think you've done a tremendous uh, job and in quite a short period of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to uh, be in there recording because It'll just the atmosphere in there is awesome. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like your room and um, everyone else's room. Like my toy room is my zen. Mm-hmm. You know, like have a bad day at work or need to get away or the kids and whatever are watching something that I don't care for. I can go into my toy room and just chill. You know, nice. I, it's my escape from you know the, the real world, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. So yeah, um, and and it's sort of you know obviously um, selling a lot of stuff fair bit of cash floating around uh, sort of in the funds. And and it sort of got me thinking, you know, what can I dabble in that doesn't take up any room really? Like or, you know, just virtually slots into the cracks. And so what what better <laughs> prototypes. Than- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> what what better thing is just a couple of like, you know, of those final bits of vintage Star Wars, three and three quarter inch figures. And I'm gonna talk to one of these in my my show and tell. Um but just that passion yeah. for the things we grew up with, the things we had as kids that we've been distracted from by this obsession to, to keep getting the, the latest, you know, the new Black Series mm. figures and, and that. And, and where does it all... Like, and they're wonderful. There's no, no means a criticism on modern toys. They have their place and they are beautiful and, and they, they represent the characters so much better than these 1978, 79 figures could ever do. I mean... It probably looks nothing like what he wore in the film, you know. Like so, so <laughs> yeah. Black Series has its place, but they but light something up inside that's you. Right. Don't, don't they? They ignite something yep. that was ignited when we were children. That was so strong that here we are in in our um, for me early forties and for you guys in your late thirties, and it's still burning strong. Yeah, you know, yeah. you still love the these properties because of something about those early vintage designs, and and you can't replace that. Mm. I love the modern stuff and I always will but um, and part of the excitement with the, the modern stuff I guess this is probably why for me classics was a bit different to the average person my excitement with classics was whenever we got a figure that wasn't in the vintage line because I felt like that was the uncharted territory I felt I've already got my um, not the classics Grizzlaw for example isn't wonderful but I've already got Grizzlaw and I've already got um, Mantana and I've already got He-Man and I've got you know all these things so you know, to get something like a Queen hero Mar- or a cringer or definitely a Queen Marlena and an Adora, you know, um, you know, they're the kinds of things that, you know, in some cases I've been waiting decades for. And finally they, they were getting to those. So um, for me that was sort of what fired me with, with vintages, uh, with classics. As far as where I'm at at the moment, I'm probably... I guess I'm I'm forever fine tuning. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not leaving the modern stuff. I'm I'm all in on origins and and if you heard last week's show, I'm I'm all in on um, 
um, Masterverse as well. Um, so I'm definitely all in on that. And Back to the Future is something I've been waiting like most of my life for. So I'm definitely not deserting that one. Silverhawks, Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the defenders of the earth. Yeah, defenders yeah. of the earth. Definitely, yeah. de- definitely defenders of the earth. And obviously, um, the turtle stuff is you know, <laughs> so one, much. two, three, four. Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. lot of lines that's all in a series. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just it's just sort of. So if you had to percentage it as far as uh, vintage versus modern, where are you at? Like it sounds to buying, me. What am I buying more of? Correct. Currently, yeah. Um, it would be at the moment I'm buying more modern than I am vintage. Hmm. That's just simply because what's around at the moment. Yep. But that could change yep. in a year's time if if half those lines tank, though. Hmm. Uh, um, so, yep. I don't think they will. Yeah. Let's I, hope I think, not. I think we are living in such a golden age yeah. for yeah, yeah. Uh, toys, and that's what scares me a little bit. Is I think. Now that they've found their golden age, they're just going to keep revolutioning yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, revitalizing these yep. lines. Like, and, and some of them, there's a real gap. I mean, Silverhawks haven't been tackled since Kenner tackled them in the eighties. Yep. So, yep. mm. You know, I, I, I can example. type in Dino Riders, and aside from that new uh, Entertainment Earth pack, I can search pretty easily for yeah. uh, what I'm looking for. Absolutely. Uh, so, but you know, you type in Master Universe, you type in Ninja Turtle Shredder. You know, mm. you got to deal with the paper shredders as well as the, uh, <laughs> the actual, uh, you know, so. That's yeah. true. But you're looking at, that, you know, seven different lines that I'm pulling from and mm. plus all the Funkos and the key rings and the yep. whatever else. That is. must be quite a pain for you it, when it you're is. looking for shredder and up comes a paper shredder. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that, I've learnt my ways around it, but yeah. I'm just, it's an example. Yeah. Well, I, I joined a Facebook group this uh, week called Thundercats Australia. And it was about boats. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, why yeah. are all these boats all of a sudden? I did the up? same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Slipknot, uh, the, um, a, a knitting group, uh, yeah. tried to uh, question Slipknot, the metal band, why they were using their same name. So that, that you goes guys, back a few years ago. You guys still a member of the boats groups or did you? Uh, I, I, I am actually. Uh, I still I sailed like. away from that one. But dum boom ching. Nice pun, Frank. Yeah. No, um, I think. Yeah, it's just a matter of waiting and seeing. There's so many great things. I mean, so many things to be excited about. I never thought I'd... I mean, I wanted it, but I'd long since given up on the Back to the Future stuff. So Mm. to be able to get a movie trilogy line, however deep it might go, um, is more than what I could ever have imagined. Yep, very, very Mm. good. All right, well, that's a bit of an insight into 2021. That's been fascinating. I love having this kind of debrief of where we're at and what we're thinking. Um, really good reflection to kind of take stock. I think that's always yeah. good to kind of, yeah, take stock and, and think about what we enjoy yep. and why we're doing certain mm. things because, yeah, the, the hobby can can get to you sometimes, oh, yeah. particularly oh, with, uh, yeah. with, definitely with certain get aspects. Out. Yeah. Oh, and, and jealousy. Like jealousy for me is a big thing because every time I see a new – something about these Super 7 Turtles, I am super jealous but mm-hmm. I know – I know I can't stop. I'd I'd have to be all in or nothing yeah. on these. Whereas the cartoon line, I can I know I can There's stop. An yeah. so I, I know yeah. I can easily leave those triceratons and not even blink an eye. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so things like that. I uh, but the Super Seven Turtles, I'd want all of them. Even if I don't have a vintage representation of them, I, I'd want the new version. So you can come around and play. Anytime. I, I shall. Right. I, I, shall. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's the great thing, to be honest, because yeah. there's things that. I know I'll never pursue mm. Mm. and I've got the enjoyment yeah. of them at Frank's house, I, I, Ben's house. Yeah. So. I honestly, I think uh, Fresh, uh, Chris Fresh said it the best. He said it on Davey's uh, DVG podcast. 
he said if he didn't podcast, you know, they've been doing it for 10 years, they wouldn't catch up as often. Yep. And he, yeah. you know, and, and it's the same for me. I see you guys more often than I do some of my other, you know, good friends and things. Yep. And I love this. I, I really do. It, uh, it keeps me excited and look forward to, you know. It's the each... highlight, of the, um, highlight of whenever the recording That's right. comes up That's next. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So, no, mm. uh, highlight I, of my week, gentlemen. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, we, we got some very exciting things to show and tell for you now as we go around the room. And uh, Ben has got I, – I, I love this. I yeah. love the photo shoot yeah. that you did yeah. with this uh, this particular item. So even though I'm all about vintage at the moment and ticking those, you know, wish list things off, I do dabble in, you know, grab the odd piece here and there. Of course, I, there's got to be exceptions. Yeah, I uh, – Trent hooked me up with a warpath from uh, War of Cybertron. That was amazing. Um, but what I've brought here today is I've got the DC uh, McFarlane Bat Cycle, right? And you think, uh, the you know, Batman's motorbike, like, no, you know, pretty this standard is, this and city-orientated. This is not it. This is the one we joked about that looked like a uh, man bat skeleton, uh, <laughs> you know, wrapped around a, um, a chopper. And $40 Australian That's I got insane. this for. And uh, free shipping because I uh, tacked it onto, um, you know, a pop culture uh, $99 plus uh, order. So uh, tick that box. And when I received it, it just blew me out of the water. Now, I picked it up because I'd seen some US, uh, you know, collectors putting random characters on it. And I'm mm. like, damn, this this thing can that. take anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't even have the Batman that goes with this uh, Bat Cycle. But uh, instead I, you know... I, I pictured Hordak on it. That yeah. was that was the whole reason I got it for, and I'm so glad. And that's who has is riding it the whole time in my toy room. So I brought Hordak along. This is uh, Master Universe Classics Hordak. Yep, the uh, Buzzsaw Hordak. In particular, correct, the Buzzsaw Hordak. And he just fits on there beautifully. It looks like it was meant to be, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the details, it's okay. The details are uh, uh, sensational, like... Aside from the um, the parts that you can see in the box and things, the disc breaks on the you know you see the disc break on the one side and then the, on the other side it's a bat symbol. You've got the massive exhaust pipes and things. Uh, it it's just the, you know the separation at the top of the skull is mm. properly done like yep. uh, you know it's all uneven and things. Uh, it's it stands up by itself. You know a lot of motorbikes and things yeah. you have trouble balancing. It it stands on it on its own. Uh, it's just phenomenal. It's such a fun toy. $40 is just oh, the, the perfect price point. And cool. I argue anyone to find a, a modern-day toy a vehicle for $40 that rivals You won't toy. find anything better. The detail is incredible yep. because it's got the skeleton over a bike frame. And, mm. I, and I, I hadn't seen it before, but you actually look under the skeleton, there's all the details of the motorcycle, those mm. Those engines, those tires, and and you've done a little custom job at the back. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a uh, uh, is it Demo Man's yep. uh, skull yep. that he came with the alternate head, and I just tacked that onto <laughs> the uh, little spike at the end uh, because uh, the, the spot I, I needed to put it. It had a little you know cachet of random parts, and that was the part that needed to be moved. And I'm like, you know what, that'd be cool on the back there, <laughs> and a little trophy, so it's like like an alternate helmet for the yep. the next rider. Um, so yeah, I just think this is the the bomb. Uh, I, I yeah. could picture him riding that in World or something. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, no, it, I mean, it, it does really fit the character. It really doesn't look too much out of place Not on a classics all. wall, like because it's so demonic looking. Yeah, and it's the perfect scale too. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's uh, fantastic. So cool. Now, nah, well done. Very good. Very good pickup. I, I noticed um, a lot of people picking that up and photographing it um, and enjoying that. And I think that you're right. Like McFarlane. 
say what you will about maybe his character selection and and doing a lot of the metal stuff, he's getting his quality and price point. Mm. Absolutely nailing it. So well done to The big to test will be whether or not you can sell Davey on that. Oh, I'm sure. To, yeah, yeah. You know, he likes his skulls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, think, does, I mean, but like, he's not a McFarlane man. Well, you know, people have been burnt in the past by quality control yeah. issues. Mm. Um, and, and I think, you know, like anyone, he's trying to improve and, and, and improve and get better on that. And I think that bike like, it looks sturdy and it looks strong. So, yeah, well done to him. Drum roll. We don't know right, what don't uh, know. Frank, Frank's brought. Frank so wouldn't. Uh, this is, uh, this is a, a recent purchase I uh, paid off over time from our good friend uh, Scotty M. And Ooh. when we were talking about uh, a show and tell, there was no question what I was going to bring because this is something I've been meaning to get to for a while. Jeez, hang on a second. Wow. The, the, um, it's large. It's large and in charge. Too. We don't know what it is You'll yet. You'll recognise it the minute I oh! Nice. Wow. That's old school. That is old school. We are talking about Toy Biz, the Toy Biz Sentinel um, from, I don't know. Was that the Builder figure? Yeah. This is the Builder figure from, wow. I think, about 2006. One of the first ones. One of the very ones. first ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So this is, uh, I've got, I've now completed that trilogy or trinity of the old school Builder figures with Apocalypse and with Galactus. Galactus. Yeah. And this was and the last one. And he's got his, he's got his um, <laughs> tentacles Trent. as well. Yep. That's, that, because complete. they're often, often missing, aren't they? The weight on that yeah. is ridiculous. It's and like there's no roto in this. This is solid plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Um, and, it's, and it's funny, you know, the, the Toy Biz stuff is one of those, at the time, hyper-articulated stuff. This has, I think, what I feel is just enough articulation. Like, and I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the size of a, of a, of a small statue. It so is brilliant. It's uh, amazing yeah. that that was a builder figure. Like that yeah. came packed. Well, can you imagine just one of those shelves. legs coming in, in a package? And I think, um, uh, yeah, like uh, I believe one of the legs came with like the X-23 figure, which those Toy Biz female figures yeah. were very slim, very small. But even then, the blister cars, when we look at today's standards, were huge. They were, had to be yeah. really deep and stuff. So yeah. it's pretty incredible to think that that's, um, you know, that's come in pieces and you look at it now and you go, my God, it's solid. It's um, it's a huge chunk of plastic. The weathering detail on it. Now, don't get me wrong. The, uh, the HasLab Sentinel, obviously much bigger. It could literally hold a Marvel Legends figure in its hand. Um, but it's, it's too clean for my liking. Mm-hmm. Overall, the aesthetic yep. they're going for, and it looks great, but it's just... It looks brand spanking new. This guy has has had scraps with the X Men and stuff. Absolutely, he's come out the other side of it with you know rusted paint and and some of the rest of it. There is some sort of chest articulation you can get in there. The head actually does have a bit of a a, a tilt to it rather than just sort of rotating. Not huge um, because it doesn't want to sort of break that sort of neck seam he's got going on there. But both tentacles, um, it's created a wonderful problem where I now have to go. Uh, you know, sometimes you can just go, oh, this is going to go with my other figures and you don't even have to move another figure. You just, boom, chuck it on. Yep. This is not that. No. This is the opposite of that. And I'm going, now do I need to rearrange everything? I want to fit in with my X-Men. Apocalypse is up there as well. I'm going to have to do a bit of uh, bit of restructuring, but restructuring in the fun kind. And I love figures that have soul articulation, uh, soul sculpting details. Like I remember the General Trag figure. You looked under his boot and he had this oh, little squashed okay. turtle and you look yeah. under these feet he's not only got you know all the tread but actually painted kind of like booster, bla- booster yeah. rockets nice. yeah. like it, it's just that detail you know you're probably never gonna see it no. when it's standing on the shelf 
unless you've got glass shelves. But like just to go to that level of detail, yeah, yeah. very, and, very and just cool. to know that it has, yeah, does it stand well? Not a problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing my standard thing of you know, it's got to stand on the floor for three days. But I literally pulled it out after Scotty gave it to me, stuck it on the on the floor, and it just. I didn't have to do anything. I think the, the feet are really chunky and heavy. That's yep. where I reckon a bulk of the weight is. And so he stands perfectly. Very good. Sweet. Yeah. Congratulations, Ben, and well yeah, hidden. well done. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did very well. All right, well, going from that scale down to, to my tiny little three and three-quarter inch figure here, this is um, a Kenner figure from Return of the Jedi, uh, the very, very iconic scene where there's the battle of Endor over the shield generator. And one of the grunts, one of the kind of rebel soldiers is this guy, the um, kind of Endor um, commando who's dressed in green. He's got like a little backpack and, and the helmet that very much looks like what Luke and Leia wear on their speeder bike. Um, the story of this guy is I had him, we had a, me and my brother had a fairly modest sort of vintage Star Wars collection, probably in the order of 20, 25 figures, which I still have in my collection. And we had it's we a had lot the, less um, modest than mine. I had six. Six, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, we, we we had, and I remember actually going to garage sales. I got a Boba Fett yeah. from a garage. Uh, from I think it was one of my brother's friends from school. His family had a garage sale, and we went over there. Yeah, dollar Boba Fett, that sort of thing. A <laughs> um, couple of masters figures from that. Six brand new from retail anyway, and then you know a heap on the secondary market. Yeah, and look, and and it was more my brother's era because he's he's about four years older than me. Um, but anyway, we had the had the indoor commando, and I was playing. I remember playing with them out the backyard, and, and you know, got all the characters having a bit of an indoor scene. And I left this guy in the grass, and um, you know, shortly after, her dad with the lawnmower uh, <laughs> going, and oh. I remember going out there and just finding shredded bits of him, <laughs> like a torso and arms. The same thing happened to. My, my friend, um, the late Steve Young, um, with his Chewbacca. Yep. Yeah, Chewie went up in the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, I, I love Is that. Your Chewbacca? Is that yeah, what that was? So, yeah. Okay. Have you seen me on Just, Lego Masters doing that's a Chewbacca? Right. <laughs> but super, super happy. He he actually arrived today to get this guy again, and it was just that kind of wave of nostalgia. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because what Darren's going to talk to in a minute, and I won't spoil it, but kind of the contrast of of you know what you have is clearly a much better figure, but different, but but of different. course different. But you know, it's it's film accurate. It, it looks like the uniform. This guy probably doesn't really resemble what this guy looked like in the movie because they they didn't have the detail of what they looked like in those yeah those but it fired up an imagination them. it fired up a love of property of course don't it, defend it all right <laughs> he's saying yours is better take the compliment <laughs> but it's interesting we don't denigrate toys on this show frank no no we, we don't celebrate that we but, you lift know, them up snaggletooth you know that's why we've got the blue snaggletooth because they totally got the size wrong yeah. they yeah. just had no they didn't have enough reference mm. but regardless of that there's, there's just so much kind of an un, unspeakable connection that we have to these things that we grew Definitely. up with um, that kind of holding it in, in my hand again just brings back a lot of that stuff. So that was a really nice feeling today to kind of to have that and kind of realise why we do this hobby and what it means yeah. to us. Yeah. It's, just it's really beautiful. Nice. Just yeah. looking yeah. at that um, tonight, looking at Trent tonight, I'm, I'm taken back to like year one in um, junior primary school and remembering, you know, how many Star Wars figures, including that one, 
kids would bring and they would just play with in the sandpit. And, you know, I can remember what some of them looked like, you know, after <laughs> recesses and lunches of doing that. And, and the, But, I mean, again, it fired up something in, in people. It's one of the cool reasons why Star Wars is such an iconic property, both in the film and toy world now, how it, how those toys made us feel. Yeah, and one, one final closing comment on that, because it, it, it dovetails quite nicely into something I wanted to say. A lot of my childhood Star Wars figures are are thrashed, are trashed. Um, I've got a Luke Jedi that, you know, he's he's got the black kind of sculpted head and then they've, or the and hair colour or whatever, and they've painted the skin tone on top. So that once you scuff the skin tone, it starts to wear away the face. It starts to look black, right. yeah. Yeah, right. So it, it, it looks quite bad. So it's got really loose joints. It's, it's thrashed. And a lot of them are like that. My Boba Fett, like I said, it's just thrashed. But I don't, this is one line with vintage Star Wars. I don't want to upgrade. Like I want to keep, I, sure. when, when I was first collecting vintage, I'd go, oh, I need to upgrade my Skeletor. I need to upgrade because I want to get a better representation of the character. And, and that's a very, you know, like I get that logic and, and it still applies to me in certain lines. But for Star Wars, the ones I want to put on display are the ones I had. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I remember Darren, we, we had some conversations and I was like, you know, t- me 10 years ago would have been like, I'm happy to throw away that old Skeletor because it, it's trashed. Yep. Whereas the me of today is like, that's my Skeletor. Yep. That's like, where that's it all started. That's it. Yeah. And I want that representation. Yep. And I'm happy to put it on display, even if it's not the most pristine, because it's mine. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. And celebrate it, my friend. So I brought in something, you know, a little different, but similar sort of idea, I think, in some ways. Um, it's Star Wars Black Series, uh, given that the podcast is not a visual medium. It's the X-Wing Luke, but it is the um, 2013 Wave 1, Figure 1 Luke Skywalker. And the reason why I brought it, why I chose this, and, and that is because I figure it tells an interesting story about where Black Series has sort of come from. And, and you know, it's a line that's, you know, particularly in Australia, had, had a few ups and downs around... Um, Case ratios and and price points, distributions, yeah. and and winding up in crazy prices. But despite that, it's still a line that's that's um, alive and well seven and a half years after it debuted. Uh, what's really interesting about this is there's no there's no face printing technology here. This is sculpted Luke. So this is this is um, I guess it's part of a modern line, obviously, because the line's still going in the here and now, but. You know, it, it also sort of harkens back to that transitional period between um, when when things were still being done a bit more old school, but also you know um, it sort of helped get us to here, and and I've, I I still think that's worth celebrating because again you know um, not too many lines particularly in retail these days have that longevity and like I said in Australia it's been in trouble a few times, uh, new films have come and brought them back to retail. The Mandalorian and the success of that shows helped um, bring them back to retail as well. But it's just fascinating to sort of see how far this line's come and how humble its beginnings are. So that's that's just something I, I brought in for, for tonight. Interestingly, I remember 2013, I think, in Toy World Adelaide. I remember these hitting the shelves. Yeah, I do too. And... From memory, it was one of the only places I ever saw Wave 1 was, you know, I'd go to I, Toy World pretty frequently. Yeah. I bought uh, Darth Maul from Toy World. From that Toy I, World? I, I, yes. thought of, I, I looked, saw it there, 
thought about it, went back, bought it, it yep. and yeah, uh, no cool. problems, you know. And then I held on to it. And pe- when I sold it, people were like, I still got the Darth Maul, you know. Like I had yeah. multiple people yeah. hitting me up for it. And I'm, yeah. So. But I reckon it was it – was... It's funny because I nearly brought him tonight because um, I've got like loose end uh, minty box representations of him. But I chose Luke because he was figure number one yes. in that wave and I just thought that was interesting to sort of – He's got a cool helmet, like in the sense that, you know, helmets sometimes bulge out when they uh, can come off and there's not an alternate head. I think it's a pretty cool form-fitting yep. helmet. Mm, yep, yep. Uh, the blaster shield sort of, you just need to line that up a little bit more better on the eyes. Absolutely. But aside from that, it doesn't, it looks great on him. It so, does, yeah. looks, looks film accurate. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I remember the price on, on this figure, it was thirty nine ninety nine. It was. And I remember thinking that was a lot. And you can, in fact, what's interesting, I mean, you can go into a Kmart or a Target here in Australia and find these on the shelves for $35. Yes. Which which I think if this had been at a Kmart or a Target, it would have been at that price point. Yep. Toy World being a little bit a little bit more pricey. Um, but well worth the investment if you picked up some of these early oh, ways. Definitely they they do go they, for a fair bit. Yeah, they do. Um, and particularly if you happen to get Slave Lair or... Funny like enough, that. Slave Layer was warming the pigs at uh, David Jones. I actually was for a long time. But the thing about Slave Layer, of course, is that Disney said they will never, ever re-release it. So, so, so that's what it takes to get a rare figure in Star Wars. You just get yourself cancelled, I love like Cara Dune style or <laughs> Slave Layer style, and the price goes up. Okay, cool. Well, it's an interesting pattern. It's not the only way, it's <laughs> the only way it happens. Um, there, there have been a few others that have uh, shot up in value. Anakin Skywalker, for example, would was quite pricey, but um, it certainly doesn't hurt hurt your cause. <laughs> Interesting. All righty. Well, that's been fantastic to see those show and tell items. We're going to finish this episode today with a shout-out to some very exciting news that our friends Jay and Rob had announced in the last week, um, which is around Action Figure Adventure, their 10-part documentary series on Jay's quest to collect action figures and play sets and vehicles and sell them with all proceeds going to the Children's Health Foundation over there in Canada. And we have followed this very closely um, as it's been going. Now, we've, we've, we're all backers of the series and have obviously seen it. We did talk about whether we were going to do a review of it. And because distribution hasn't been widespread beyond Canada and the Kickstarter, we're going to probably hold off on that uh, until a time where the, the distribution is a bit wider. Um, but what we did want to talk to today was the exciting news about the, the Blu-ray yep. um, release that is that Big Bad Toy Store is the official distributor of the Blu-ray for Action Figure Adventure, which um, we've had the digital copies provided by Rob and we'll be getting those um, Blu-rays or DVDs if you ordered a DVD in the mail very shortly. But fantastic news that the series is now on Blu-ray. And what I loved in, in this release and seeing... yeah, I, I know the love and the passion that Jay and Rob have put into this show and the team, the broader team uh, that have done this and all the participants um, that, have, that have been involved. It is a extremely high-quality series that really touches on so many core fundamental aspects of what it is to be toy collecting. Like they, they do the quest, 
but then they also break down a topic kind of each week, yeah. different yeah. topic. You know, yeah. they might go yeah. visit and, the horseman. And, or, and uh, Jay sort of starts off his quest with uh, a certain thing in mind. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create the GI Joe, you know, the yeah. first 12 and, you know, put it on a backing board and like make it a real nice wall art piece and things. And that just totally goes out the window. Ooh, you know, based he, on what he's seeing. What, yeah. what he starts seeing yeah. and like, oh, maybe we want to do this. And, and it's great to see his mind ticking over mm-hmm. and things and how he progresses throughout the, his adventure uh, to, uh, you know, what's going to make the best bang for his buck, you yep. know, and things. And uh, I, it's fascinating, fascinating because what would you do in that scenario? Yeah, you start exactly. putting yourself in his shoes if you were on that sort of quest. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a really, really good show. So Yeah. Fantastic show. And what I loved was just the absolute giddy schoolboy excitement of Rob in particular being kind of the, the creator and, and director, producer of the show. When, it, when, the, when the Blu-ray is for sale on Big Bad Toy Store, you know, yeah. here's a site that, you know, you go to to get they, they you know, your toys. To, yes. And all of a sudden yeah. the, the, the they're, they're, show you've yep. produced is there for sale. I think that's Absolutely. a lovely little kind of footnote to this story to see that show on that platform. And, and a lot of people have been asking about it. I know Rob has been saying if you want to see it, you know, fill out the comments, go to Netflix and tell them you want to see the title and that gets more chance of seeing it. But I think there's something, as collectors, there's something lovely about having the Blu-ray. Of course there you is. Know, I, I love watching um, the show, but I can't wait to have that copy of the disc. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is which It's is that collect all mentality, yeah. but applying what we take from toys to a, a Blu-ray release or, you know, something else and, and knowing that you can just put on any episode at the Touch of a finger, uh, it might be on a streaming service for until a license expires, but then it's gone. Yep. kind of thing. Mm, so yep. just knowing that this is in, in your personal collection, and you can put it up, put it on any time. I think th- there's a great deal of comfort that comes from that. Do we know that the Blu-ray has the sort of after-show? No, episodes? I believe that was that's a Kickstarter. I believe Kickstarter that's Kickstarter. That's yeah, what I was yeah. expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. So right. that's great, and so well done to to Job and Ray for the. Uh, Job and, Job and Ray. <laughs> Rob and Jay. Rob and Jay, it's late. Y- your scarf got in your, yeah. in your way when you said that. Turned yeah. them into a couple. <laughs> <Job and> Ray. <laughs> uh, well, this has been Roy Power. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Thanks for... <laughs> Roy Tower. <laughs> um, so, no, what, wonderful... Trent doesn't call it Boy wonderful, Power. Wonderful, oh. wonderful, wonderful news to Rob and Jay. And I did, just as a little segue, because it, it, there's a bit of a... I do want to swing back to to Rob and some of his comments about supporting the creators mm. that give us this content, right? Like, and I think for me, it's a really important part of being a collector is the Kickstarter comes out and I, I want to support Rob on, on this journey. You know, it's, it's yeah. a small, whatever the, the Kickstarter fee is for me, I'm getting something tangible at the end of it, but it's a way of showing the support. I think it's really important for one. And one thing that's come up during the week Ben put me onto it, but it's Blake Wright's volume three of the wonderful book, The Toys That Time Forgot, and that is live on Kickstarter right now for volume three. And and, and I got volume one, for whatever reason, missed volume two, and now um, volume three is ready for the Kickstarter, and there was an option. I think the places are limited and they're running out where you could you could pledge for three and get volume two, which I jumped on. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, yes. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And And... Funnily enough, coincidentally, Darren brought in volumes one and two 
today and I've seen people talking about it during the Discord and I right. people might want to have a look yeah, at it. Cool. Um, I won't I'm say very, anything. I'm very thankful you did yeah. because oh, I yeah I'll I'm blown it. away. Uh, because volume, I thought I might forget, so well, I won't promise it. I'll just see if I remember. Volume two. I mean, I, I love volume one, and it was a real eye opener for you know some of the stuff we missed out on, and to see things like you know even alien yeah. you know Kenner style lines that then Brian Flynn's gone and done through yep. reaction. Really, really cool. But volume two, it, it resonated like a lot of the lines in there are the the lines I love and, and have connected with probably a bit more so than the lines in yeah, volume one. That's probably how I felt too. I mean you've got things like superpowers, toxic crusaders, teenage mutant ninja turtles, some of those that, that are very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah. if you love them both though and, and, and would consider volume two incomplete without volume one. I think you know it's not nice oh, to have the series. No, no definitely. But worth checking out. I can't Recommend it highly enough. I know everyone in this room has been burnt by Kickstarters, uh, particular books, which I won't mention any names on, um, which I, I almost didn't want to bring up because it, it stirs up emotions <laughs> and sort of things. It does. But, but Blake is a tremendous guy and you're 100% guaranteed that this you know, you'll get a book. Well, <laughs> you he's delivered volumes one yeah, and two, so right. I'm and pretty confident on yeah. three. He's got the kind of the Kickstarter, you know, Cred. hot, hot choice thing that they do there's a specific name for it where they pull your um pitch out and kind of give it like a gold star rating and he's had all of his books given that kind of endorsement by kickstarter so um that's fantastic and so he deserves cool yeah absolutely right all righty we're gonna wrap this episode of toy power after final comments from ben yep so we've given you the proposition that we want to be in your toy room all right right? and a little bit more of an incentive right the fridge is back (laughs) (laughs) the gi joe fridge figure is somewhere in that room (laughs) yeah yeah. so in in there you're amongst uh you know cleaning up and things like that you need to you could have Keen eye out for the... Uh, <laughs> you could have just put it at the bottom of like a box. You know, like yeah, just gone yeah. in and found uh-huh. one of these boxes. Yeah. It could never- be. It could be. you just got to be careful if you send something off in the mail that the uh, fridge isn't uh, hiding in the cockpit yeah, or something like I that. I don't know how popular you'll yeah. be if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the fridge figure. He yeah, gets yeah. a message on there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good luck. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Scott, you'll be getting your fridge back in about three years. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully by next recording session, we'll, uh, yeah, for we'll, sure, we'll, have, we'll have uncovered, unearthed the, the lost relic the, the of lost, the fridge. So you're, and the you're thinking in a fortnight. When <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking maybe in a fortnight we'll record at Frank's. <laughs> yeah, and then, okay. And then the next one will be back here. So I've got okay. a month. I'm giving myself a month. All right. Yeah, cool. Keeners. Yeah. Love yeah. it. We'll look forward to it. Cool. All right. On that note, we will wrap this episode of Toy Power. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And to all our patrons, thank you all for your ongoing support. We hope to see you around the toy aisles. And take care and stay safe wherever you are in this crazy world of ours. And until next time, good journey. But mainly, stay classy. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of 
OK people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but good. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh.